1: Oh, and happy friday Hi,
0: welcome back to the food code <laughs> i feel like we haven't been here for a week since i know we
1: had interview memorial day it's been a lot yeah it it's a crazy week going on i know i feel like i don't even know what's happening um we're trying to sell our well we sold our house but now we're trying to get a house it is such a stressful process we're I just like, trying to fix our flooded basement <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot, a lot of stress things going, going on. on but that's okay that's all right um so today we're going to talk a little bit about why we can't be such an instant gratification society when it comes to weight loss. Um, And I know that this is not what you want to hear, but we need you to hear it. We need you to listen, listen to the data, listen to the facts um, and try to take it, you know, take it to a place in your heart, uh, listen to it, absorb it. Create awareness around it. Um, Because I know when we go into a calorie deficit or we start a new diet, we want to see that immediate, like I cut calories today, tomorrow I should be three pounds lighter yeah, or whatever it might be. Um, And the body unfortunately just doesn't work like that. Yeah. And I think it's funny because I always think about like people get pissed when they
0: go out and they have a indulgent weekend right Mm -hmm. and then they come back and they're like oh man i gained four pounds i gained five pounds you know and then they get more pissed when they eat clean for like a week and they don't understand why they didn't drop five pounds right away right exactly um so it's like you don't want to gain weight fast but you also expect to lose weight fast and neither one of those makes sense Um, yeah and
1: it's it's funny because i was actually listening to a podcast earlier that talked about like negative actions reap very quickly positive actions take time Mm -hmm. it sucks it's a sucky thing to say, and it's yeah. a sucky thing to experience, but it's the truth.
0: So, well, I think it's also in part that we don't always want to admit that those negative habits are arising mm-hmm. you know like I just shared on my story this morning about why we started 75 hard and I've talked about this before but the beginning of quarantine like letting wine sneak in every night and then I cut it out for a while I felt really good and then it snuck back in and then my basement flooded and we were like all right multiple glasses <laughs> of wine and so like I recognize very quickly because I know you know I'm very in tune with my body and how I feel and obviously this is what we do but I recognize very quickly that I was letting those negative habits start to sneak in. And I just had to draw a line in the sand. And I think a lot of people need to understand that, you know, negative habits, they kind of take away like your frustration or you're dealing with some sort of emotion in the moment. So you don't really realize until it's been four or five weeks that, Mm -hmm. oh, wow, I have been doing this, you know, over the course of how many times because you kind of have fun when you're doing it, right? And then on the flip side of that, people don't realize that it takes a really long time. I think there's some statistics out there that say it's more like 60 days to instill a habit. Yeah. I think it's
1: more the consistency too along those 60 days. Like you're doing it every day at the same time or in the same quantity, all that kind of stuff. It's crazy. And it takes effort, right? Totally. It takes effort to instill good habits. effort.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, I think, you know, when we talk about progress and inflicting change, just like in business or in planting, you know, seeds or a garden or whatever, you're going to put in a ton of work. Mm -hmm. You're going to make a lot of changes. You're going to put in a lot of hours before you reap the benefits. Yeah. Right. Before you're rewarded with, you know, either a financial benefit from a business or, uh, you know, if it's flowers that you've planted or a garden that you've planted, you're not going to reap the rewards or eat you know, the vegetables that you harvest for probably eight to 12 weeks and sometimes longer depending upon, you know, what you plant. So I think just think of this as we go through this, think of that analogy because the same thing applies to weight loss. You cannot expect to feed your body junk. Don't drink water. You're dehydrated. (laughs) You don't sleep well. You're not focused on daily movement, just movement. I'm not even talking about exercise. I'm talking about non-exercise activity right you just generate movement and walking for 40 years and then flip the
1: switch cut your calories by two or three hundred and expect to lose weight overnight like that's just not how it works we do not give the body enough credit like the body is amazing at what it does on a day-to-day basis and we're going to get into that a little bit this is going to have a little science in it it's going to get a little little gritty but i think it's going to help to understand this yeah. um there there was a message in the bible that talks a lot about obedience over sacrifice meaning I think a lot of times when people go into a diet, they go into you know, a new lifestyle approach. They think like, what am I going to have to give up? What? Tell me what I need to do, what I need to give up, what I need to sacrifice to get what I want mm-hmm. versus just being obedient, giving into the process without any guarantee of the results and giving all of you to that process versus like, I'm just going to try it. I'm going to stick my toes in the water, giving yourself that like easy out that if you don't love what's happening immediately, you can just stop and say it Mm -hmm. didn't work. And I, I think we cannot comprehend what the body will do when we make changes, unless you are willing to like go out and get all the blood work, all of the lab work, do stool tests, do urine tests for court, like all of these things to figure out exactly what state your body is in and then know what to do. You can't really know what's going on inside your body. Yeah. Like you can have you can listen to your biofeedback. You can listen to, you know, like what your body's telling you on a day-to-day basis. Is it cold? Is it hungry? Is it tired? Like all of these things give you some type of information. But in all honesty, like you really don't know what state your body is in right now. You don't really know exactly what's going on inside of it. You know. And to
0: get those tests, it's one, very, very expensive, but also you need to be testing and retesting because your body changes and obviously it adapts that we've talked about many times, but you know, your physical being is not the same as it was when you were in college. There's different seasons mm-hmm. that you go through. Of course, there's different um, adaptations based upon how many calories you're giving it or the habits that you're doing, but it definitely changes. And so this is kind of why when you work with like a holistic doctor, they are looking at blood work in labs every s- three to six months, mm-hmm. depending upon yep. what they're testing. Um, and it can even be more frequent l- than that, uh, you know, kind of depending upon the person's uh, issues but we wanted to just share this with you because we have heard so much lately. Like, yes. Oh man, I cut my calories for three days and I haven't lost any weight. I'm expecting big things.
1: It's like, <laughs> you guys, it's you three you start keto. <laughs> like,
0: okay. You didn't give up all of your carbohydrates and slash your calories by a thousand and drop a bunch of water weight. We are we not recommending that. that. We
1: don't do that. We do right? not recommend
0: that. So that's why you didn't see this five pounds of water weight drop, but we want you to understand like what goes on internally and I'm hoping that this will
1: shed some light so that you can love your body more and appreciate the amazing being that it is. Mm -hmm. The human body essentially is in a constant state of regeneration from our cells to our skeleton To the nails and toes And we see this Like you see your hair grows My hair is hella long right now <laughs> And it is out of control With this humidity I need a haircut so bad But anyways You see this Like it, we visibly see this With our nails And our toes And our hair And our skin um, Some cells are actually Replaced qu- more quickly Than others though mm-hmm. Which makes sense um, And some body parts Never get replaced Once they're fully developed um, For example Skin cells are one of the quickest uh, So they're turning over Every like 39 days Which is why a lot of times people will start changing their nutrition they'll start drinking more water Mm -hmm. and within maybe a month or so people are like my skin has gotten so much clearer i'm you know i i don't have the acne anymore or whatever it might be they look radiant like megan exactly just finished metabolic
0: prehab she that was the first thing when we got on our uh final call she looks radiant and she says oh my gosh i almost don't recognize the skin that Mm -hmm. i have because it's so clear and shiny and it's beautiful and the skin is the largest organ in your body yep and so to turn over in 39 days like you cannot expect to eat clean for five days or cut out dairy or like maybe some foods that can be causing some acne and just
1: have these results overnight like it takes time yeah and um, that's like the shortest amount of time liver cells are every 300 to 500 days the skeleton is every 10 years but the thing about this guys is that like on your 11 day one it's not like you just have this brand new skeletal structure you're not just like you're getting rid of the other thing and you just have this whole entire new thing. It's a natural kind of organic process that is constant turnover um, where like the dead cells essentially rise up to the surface of like especially the skin um, and kind of get roughed away and then you have, you know, the newer skin cells that are there. So it's a more natural process. Um, And obviously there's many other parts of the body that go through this. Mm -hmm. Um, Fat cells, brain cells, stuff like that. Um, The gut is the big one that I want to talk about because your gut microbiome
0: kind of controls everything. It control it's your second brain. Yes. And it there is the gut brain access and it controls so much. People do not understand that your gut is also fed. By the foods that you consume. Yep. Your gut bacteria is influenced by the chemicals that you consume. So if you are constantly heating food in the microwave in plastic containers, right? Environmental toxins. Environmental toxins. Yep. What you surround yourself with in your home. Like, do you have mold in your home? Do you have things that you're putting on your skin that are, you know, putting toxins into your body? Like, all of that impacts your gut bacteria. Yep. So imagine yourself right now you have a particular composition of gut bacteria and this is reflective of to your size, right? So let's say when I was 200 pounds, I'm 30 pounds overweight. I have a totally different composition of gut bacteria. That's reflective of those food choices that I was making and being overweight, Mm -hmm. obese essentially. Right? So if then I go, so if you're now 30 pounds overweight, put yourself in my shoes where I was and you did an eight week challenge and you lost a lot of weight The bacteria starts to shift to be more reflective of having a leaner body composition, okay? But the bacteria doesn't just die off that quickly. So in the meantime, it can sit there dormant, um, and that dormant bacteria will likely thrive off of refined junk food, sugar, yeast, like all of those things that are the culprit of your extra body weight, alcohol for sure. Um, So after the eight-week challenge, if you just go back to eating all this junk food again, that bacteria kind of revives itself. It is no Mm -hmm. longer dormant. It is like, yeah, yeehaw, we finally got, you know, what we can feed off of. And so it's really important to understand that you can't just change things for a short amount of time and go back to old ways and expect
1: you to maintain the same results that you got maybe during that eight-week challenge. Yeah. another thing to consider, especially for what's called pathogenic bacteria is that they can exist in something called the biofilm, which is kind of a non-scientific term. Uh, it's basically like a slime layer <laughs> that <laughs> encloses the bacteria as well as the other molecules that are embedded in the GI tract. Um, and this provides protection and can actually make it difficult for even something as strong as antibiotics to protect p- to penetrate. I'm sorry, to penetrate <laughs> and kill off the bacteria. Because I, I don't know if you guys know. Hopefully, like if you know much about the gut microbiome and you follow anything around that, you know that antibiotics kind of kill off the bacteria of the gut and you have kind of like an empty slate, which is not a good thing um, because it kills off the good bacteria too. So to kill off dormant bacteria like Liz was talking about, it can actually take up to six months Um, and it highlights the importance that if any healthy habits are being adopted, they have to be sustained for at least this amount of time to result in permanent shifts in your gut microbiome, and we can create these guys. Like it's not there are some things that definitely determine gut microbiome for a large period of our life. Meaning, uh, some of them being birth, starting at birth. Um, yeah. So whether you were birthed vaginally or C-section, I'm you know unfortunately with C-sections you are not exposed to the birth canal, which mm-hmm. contains a lot of beneficial gut microbiome that again gets transferred to the baby. Oh. Um, Breastfeeding is another one. So. Breastfeeding, it provides a ton of good gut bacteria makeup for the baby to start developing. And those things kind of set you up for life in a way. Um, but just understanding that, like, you can still impact your gut microbiome in a positive way. Um, so you must take this into consideration and know where your starting point is. Mm-hmm. If, you know if you've just come off of micro or antibiotics for a while or if you've just been eating a super crappy diet you know lots of alcohol and a lot of stress um, you have to understand that like you probably have a little bit further to go it might take a little bit longer and being patient in this process because the gut health impacts your hormone health it impacts your metabolic health it impacts your ability to To lose weight.
0: Everything. So when I went to the holistic doctor, I had a ton of testing. We had a lot of chemical testing. We had a lot of mineral testing, food intolerance testing, all the things. And his plan was... Going to be six months starting. And then there was a second phase yep. there where we started to do like a detoxification process of the liver and the kidney that makes sense. after I had spent six months eating very clean. But that is partly why I was able to overcome some of the food intolerances and sensitivities that I was having. So I was intolerant to almonds for a while. I was intolerant to Greek yogurt and things that I can now have in my diet, not Every single day, or in large amounts, but I had to essentially let my gut heal, turn itself over, get the new good bacteria in there, and feed that good bacteria, kill the bad bacteria. So, you know, I don't want to get too down the rabbit hole here, but a lot of people have parasites, and um, there's a really good podcast with Ben Greenfield. He does a lot of testing. He does a lot of. It's kind of gross. It's super gross, guys. It's super gross. If but, you're if you're queasy, yeah, just it, be it, fair. it is important <laughs> and very interesting especially for people who travel the world maybe to eat a lot of sushi
1: or raw meats or things like that like you can get I mean you can get parasites here you can get parasites I think like Ironman athletes too people that are in a lot of like lakes and stuff like that you can get them from um, you can even get it from like stepping on something and like it transferring Mm -hmm. through your foot Um, so it is more common than people realize and some of the things that I you know you look out for is like constant bloating gas either like you're hungry all the time time. because essentially parasites live off of the organs that they attach Mm -hmm. to and they deplete the energy from that organ is how they stay alive um and they take a bit to kill off um and depending on which kind you have obviously um but it, it's something that I always tell people, like, have you done things that have maybe temporarily fixed bloating or gas, but it always seems to come back? Mm-hmm. Um, that can be kind of like an especially, indicator.
0: Especially if it's really smelly gas, too. Yep. That is um, an indicator. So I think the important piece there is if you're having some of those issues, I would recommend like talking with your doctor, getting a stool test or yep. something, but understand that most of the time the doctors are gonna prescribe antibiotics. Yep. That is not a quick fix. Like or that's not the solution, right? That's a quick fix. That might put a band aid on it or lessen your symptoms. Yep. But if you're going to really get rid of parasites, you need to be on an herbal detox for about six months. I mm-hmm. took them, um, I can recommend it. If you have any questions, just reach out to me, but it was a much healthier way of doing things that actually killed off the parasite. And then any other like bad bacteria that was attached to that parasite. So, um, I had to do that for, I believe it was 12 weeks. And then I went on a three month, like, uh, they called it like a maintenance thing where yeah. you kind of
1: support t- digestion yeah. and support the body's ability to kind of rehabilitate rehabilitate create a rehabitat essentially for the gut <laughs> yeah. microbiome i don't know if rehabilitate's a word but i created it um so it's a process guys like and the thing is is that it's not over once you do this like it is about the lifestyle it is about mm-hmm. continuing to do these things it's a lifelong journey because you need to continue these habits to maintain that healthy microbiome that you've just created and this healthy body that you have yeah. and so you know it's the things that we always preach about, including a large array of vegetables and fruits and lean proteins and whole grains and, you know, some fermented foods that are probiotic rich, like yo- full-fat yogurt, kefir, um, you know, k- kombucha, uh, sauerkraut, sauerkraut. What I was thinking of. <laughs> um, you there's know, the there's, there's a lot of things that are out there. Bone broth is a great one. Very, very um, healing. And so there's some things that you can definitely do. If this is something that you know, you're know you concerned about or just some easy things to start implementing. Um, we also are a big fan of digestive enzymes. Mm-hmm. If you have some type of like yeast or a parasite or just some gut dysbiosis where essentially you have inflammation in the mm-hmm. gut, you're likely not absorbing nutrients from food very well. Um, so digestive enzymes, especially with HCL, just make sure that you don't have any type of like acid reflux conditions yep. or anything like that if you're taking it with HCL. Um, those are really helpful in getting your body. It's kind of like while you're working on this process, getting your body what it needs from the foods you're eating eating along the way yeah. um, so well, there's I mean, a lot you can do
0: you can listen to the last podcast that we had too with Allie on Wednesday mm-hmm. that talks a lot about like digestion and everything but I think you know in conjunction with this is I would recommend removing inflammatory foods yeah. so if you're someone who's really severely struggling with let's say like dry skin hair loss bloating constipation maybe like con- constipation and then dumping dumping mm-hmm. syndrome is a common one or you have such loose stools that you keep emptying your bowels uh, repeatedly there's almost like nothing left in this liquid, you really might want to consider, um, you know, again, talking with the doctor, maybe getting some testing done. But I would start by removing dairy and I would start by removing gluten because yeast feeds off of yeast. And while, you know, gluten is not necessarily bad, uh, if you have a gluten intolerance, it can be a really bad storm kind of going on in your gut. And so those would be two things that you could start to do today to remove and see how you feel the other things. And Ben Greenfield talks a lot about this and some other doctors that I follow are lectins and nightshades. Mm -hmm. And so those um, can be very disruptive in your gut if you cannot tolerate those things. So that would be nightshades are like your peppers and tomatoes, eggplant, white potatoes, um, and things like that. And there's different ways that you can cook certain foods, um, to tolerate them better, like steaming them or pressure cooking them to help, you know, kind of get rid of some of the lectins to be able to digest it easier. Um, but you know, definitely go back and listen to that podcast with Allie. I think there's some really good recommendations there. Like Becca just talked about the digestive enzymes and so forth, but understand this is not a short-term process and there's other things also that impact this, right? So your sleep, Your stress Mm -hmm. management, your mental state, your emotional state, um, and your ability to kind of get into a calm, peaceful
1: state. All of that impacts your gut health. And your ability to see progress. Yep. I think we got a little bit on a tangent um, about the gut because obviously there's a lot there. Um, We could probably do seven podcasts about the gut and how much it impacts. Um, But the bottom line, guys, is that we understand that we live in a world of instant gratification. And I know that many of you, Liz and myself included, are just desperate sometimes. Like we were desperate. We were desperate to feel better. We were desperate to see results because we were so unhappy where we were. And it is really hard to want to be somewhere else so badly and just have to be patient for it. And I, you know, I try to tell people like, consistency is the most important part of this. Mm-hmm. And so many people are worried about like, well, what do I have to do? Just tell me exactly what I have to do. And I'm all in, but if it doesn't work, you're all out. And it's like perfection and consistency don't coexist very well, if any of you have noticed this. Mm-hmm. If you try to be that like, well, if it doesn't work or if I'm, I can't do exactly how I'm supposed to do it, I just don't do it. Exactly. That's why you're not consistent. Mm -hmm. And understanding that consistency means giving yourself grace sometimes. It means understanding that sometimes it's just doing the best you can in the circumstances that you're in and being okay with that versus just throwing in the towel together and knowing that you need to trust the process. Yeah. finding ways to enjoy the process which i think we talk about a lot mm-hmm. if you listen to the podcast we yep. talk about don't eat things you hate or do workouts you hate just to get to a place because you're never going to stay there Mm-mm. finding ways to enjoy your day to day finding ways to enjoy the process and giving your all to it mm-hmm. because that is when people see the best results when they truly have you know you have no regrets you have nothing that like could have been a little bit better you just you did the work yep. and you trusted the process and at the end of the day, in the very least, guess what? You're going to learn what works and what doesn't work.
0: Well, and you're going to be healthier too. And I mm-hmm. think that you have to understand there's so much more to this than the number on the scale. And I was watching Andy Frisella's podcast, uh, st- or sorry, not podcast, uh, stories on Instagram this past weekend. And he had one and it was just titled One More Day. So it intrigued me. I was like, what does that <sighs> mean? And he was talking about the fact that he was stuck at the same number on the scale for 40 days. Hmm. 40 days straight, right? I know so many people get frustrated and, you know, want to give up when they're stuck for a week or two weeks or they think that's a plateau and it's not a plateau. But for 40 days, he continued going. And on the 41st day, he woke up and he weighed in and he was down three pounds. And sometimes your body just needs the love and the water and the sowing and the reaping of these habits that you're putting in will come to fruition, you will get to harvest the rewards, but you have to first sow the seeds and plant and water every single day. And you honestly, if you're going to be consistent and make this a lifestyle change, you got to have a deeper why. And I mm-hmm. think your deeper why should be about your health, your energy, your sleep, yep. your biofeedback, your longevity, body composition changes will happen. They the will. scale number will move, but sometimes you got to be patient and let your body do what
1: it needs to do to be the absolute best vessel that it can be for you. Yeah you just hit on such a pain point for me sometimes with people where people are like, well, I'm not seeing the progress that I want. So what's the point of eating healthy? I don't know. To be healthy? Like, you guys, there's no negatives of eating fruits and vegetables and healthy lean proteins and great healthy fats. Like, what's the downside of that? What's the Mm -hmm. downside of movement and exercise and drinking water and sleeping a lot? Like, we got to look at this sometimes and just <laughs> look at it black and white cuz sometimes it is it, yeah. you were doing proper things for your body and i get it guys there's temptations out there there's negative influences out there there's everything trying to bring us down but like liz said when you know internally deep in your heart like this is what i need to do this you know i've done the shit in the past that didn't serve me i've drank all the weekends i've eaten all the fast food like i've been there And I wasn't any happier. So what's the alternative? I guarantee you that if you do what you need to do for yourself,
0: even in the days that you want to just face plant into all of the crap and you push through and you plow through, even if the scale doesn't move. You are going to be proud of yourself Absolutely. because you are better than you used to be. And because, yes, it is hard, but we can do hard things. Everyone can do hard things. And by doing those hard things, we build confidence and we build pride in ourselves. And we're allowed to walk this earth as a amazing vessel that is disciplined and is grateful for the body that we have. You guys, I lost my mom to ALS. We weren't going to go down this route, but I lost my mom to ALS, and that's a debilitating disease. It literally ate her alive. So if there's anything I could say to you of what is the difference between 100 calories in an apple and 100 calories in a Big Mac, that apple has many nutrients and micronutrients and vitamins and minerals that your body can utilize as fuel versus piling in the junk that might be the thing that triggers an autoimmune disease or another disease. And so if I could just give you that plea of like, go at this with health and watch your progress unfold in a very different way than the scale, you're going to be so much happier. And you might just prevent getting some, you know, Hopefully not a disease, but a sickness or an illness when you're 40, 50, 60, yep. and you can be here for your kids and you can be a model for them, a role model for mm-hmm. them because they can look up to you and they can say, yeah, mom has really nice clear skin. She doesn't have so many wrinkles, right? Because she fed her body well, and she made it a priority to prioritize her health. So, you know, focus on the process here and the progress will come. It's going to take some time. You might have to give it six months or a year from now, uh, but you'll be so happy that you did because
1: you're going to feel totally different than you do today. Absolutely. Just be patient, guys. I know it's the hardest thing in the world to do, but sometimes we just got to be patient. All right.
0: With that, we've gone on multiple tangents, and now we are going to go do a webinar. What else <laughs> <is> new? <laughs> so we hope you have a fabulous Friday. We're going to be back on Monday um, with another episode for you, and then we'll be back to our resume schedule Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yep. Have a great weekend. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot